I think the only way to send people to Mars is when we figure out how to upload our consciousness into something else, and then we send the bots up to Mars with our uploaded no, consciousness, come on. and then that's what exists up there. Because we can't get past the Van Allen belt because there's too much radiation. Yeah, and we there's can. There's just no way people can't. No. Yeah, we can. No. We went to the moon. No, we didn't. This yeah, podcast is ending, so we won't be able to dispel no, no, any yeah, of these have. amazing conspiracy theories. We've never been to the moon. No one's ever been past the Van Allen belt. But we can send things. So once we upload our consciousness into AI, we'll be able to send ourselves That's um, malarkey. to Mars forever. That's tawdry, and sir. the moon people. Okay, it's 10 o'clock. It's over. It's over. Winner, but I could eat the beef for dinner with a nice Chianti. And a beloved Alexis, this is me, be my letters. I'm fly with angel feathers and I never fall off. No Lucifer, got the shit sold up and keep the streets of rough. Wielding pins, needles be the tongue tip, dumb spits on dumb fucks. One test me, try your luck. Punk, I tie you up with the tongue twist. Rhythm got the ears spinning like they grabbed it on the axis. I grabbed this on the mattress, and now it's no turning back. It's just this primordial eye. Hit you with my desire. Picture plan, I make rappers retire. Uh-uh, nah, matter of fact, y'all niggas is fired, and my niggas is fired. What you know about us, matter of fact? I know we stay in the same Elixirs in his sanctum of sinister deeds Sitting in the same spot Jotting down concoctions Writing as his doctrines Doctor popping pills and the lack of better options Bad optics, he rock coke bottles With no positive male role model As a child, he was rattling the bottle Now, as an adult, he go full throttle Full throttle, the two dick on a paradise Arise and tangle with parameters of our diaspora How does broadcasting work? When Comcast and Viagra's ball bass with Byron, players like Viacom vs. Marvel, crowded behind a hearse marbling at the perfect shade alabaster of a marble pit, vomit on porcelain. Pardon him if he ain't learned to tweet. I keep strategizing how to get my man off the street. Call between vacation and chilling shit. Plotting how to get that four hundred dollars, they still ain't paid Milligan. Nobody impressed till killing threats. I suggest an alibi. Why witness another death? Adjacent to the sky, when the frequency wavelengths align, I'm taking mine. Seen MCs who ain't eating on the regular. Spend the last dollar they got to stand outside the walls when niggas are spitting hard over the sound of wind or straight guitar. Fuck your A and R, he playing y'all. And in the soma, got to watch for the aroma of death, excrement, and police. In that order, no other skill but overkill. You know it's real. Forget the hate and got your grill open like memorial celebration. Sons of Vazi. Should've worn a rubber, told her I was going whatever. People lying to cover, mine in the gutter. Ain't nobody perfect, we try to get better. Fucking brother, she looks better than a fluffle, lighter than a feather on ruffle. Must have been time for some comeuppance. Imagination was a bum's puppet. After all is said and done, fuck it. Overqualified under budget. Pumper than a pumpkin rupture. Spilled guts when it got butt hurt. And all the bitches say what a jerk when it was burned. Fuck it. 
hate him, I love him. Pull out something fresh, baked from the for the comedy clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Motherfuckers buying children and selling women. You ain't shit. Energy, money, and time wasted. You can't spend. Hypocrites is ridiculous. Corny is chicken shit. Shakespearean sonnet versus your horniest limerick. Niggas can't see me, they corny as isn't fit. Intellectually limited, uninhibited. Blood running with stimulants. Niggas back off me, thoughts darker than black coffee. Spat awfully, overshadow my false speech. Taken with a grain of soul on a large beach. Sand through an hourglass falling. Life of 
mystery, history calling. Picture me bowling, causing problems probably. He across the scripture and pornography, unofficial and clinically, literal, biblically. Our forefathers be getting me gritting teeth, intrinsic, mystic, living free. Quit them collisions with freaks. Infinite industry in the streets. Portrait of a starving artist from the heart of darkness. I'll fox a mic like Parkinson's. Blackout beyond comprehension. Galactic promise, Adderall consciousness. On broadcast like Tom at podcast. Surprise the highlights and contrast. Experimentation beyond wrath. Lost all the bombast. Conjecture and gestures, gesture. No contract. Cameras feeding five with eye contact. One of the hiddest MCs that ever lived, never recorded. These stories are heritage. Passive off as a clever kid. Old tradition niggas have mad felonies and did hella bits. You born in mission. Was a wrong conductor on the bus, playing wet bus. Some damn cop must have thought it up as if I wasn't annoyed enough. Betrayal, much of a toy's love. Honor, obey, destroy, or what? Motherfucker, undone the structure. Axes switch one another. Summon up his doorbell rang and begun to puff it. Couldn't tell if the girls were thirsty or the ball was hungry. Portrait of a starving artist from the heart of darkness. Outfox a mic like Parkinson's. Blackout beyond comprehension. Galactic promises. Out of all consciousness on broadcast like Tom at Podcast. Surprise the highlights and contrast. Experimentation beyond wrath. Laws all the bombast. Conjecture and gestures. Gestures no contract. Camera speed five with eye contact. Surge protector of battery. I was raised to understand. 
drug shattered families. Child protective services never been a plan for me. A nigga trying to help, can you grant a man amnesty? Cinema Club. Block it out. What you talking about? There was fonts in large amounts. Okay, Why not call Club. it out? Fake niggas disintegrated, switching the haters. Engineer hit the fader okay, like we'll get Club. it later. Came upon the pussy like a grim invader. Okay, Cinema Club. Okay, Cinema Club. Kid has Ocumen rocking them. Can't stop the clock. Okay, Mike can get it club. not to spin. He all fire without oxygen. Hocking Oxycontin. Nursing okay, a dirty martini club. with vodka on it. Kid has Ocumen rocking them. Can't stop the clock. Can get it not to spin. He all fire without oxygen. Oxycontin. Nursing a dirty martini with vodka on it. Gather dynamite by firelight. Fuck you, pay me. The nigga betray me. Politician pull the trigger on a little baby. Choose her over the show. I'm at the gates like Jesus trying to move hell.
first blood of the third storm Storm clouds moving forward Motion the door toward Who worry? Eyes grew blurry Then flew in a hurry Poison and caught flew in the curvy Intestinal unrest contested him Sort of like revenge of Montezuma the Mexican Proud Parker was next to King Barack is still knocking at the door Like let me in Got a problem naming. What a woman needs to feel loved and romance is for a man to go out and buy cut flowers. Flowers that will die in five days. Why? So that he can remind her, remind himself how much he loves her, and go through that process again and again and again. Cold over hatred, Satan, a police force, a leader of the least folk, struggling Thanksgiving to Christmas, then Easter. A police force, a league of the least folks Struggling Thanksgiving and Christmas Then Easter, hard to stomach summer But when it gets meaner Only no winners, no losers are in between us Bridges, torch and tunnels Poker face had a strange tell Nigga wasn't playing in the raise May as well On record, still rhyming when I'm for real dying Nigga jealous, one of my life Fools and laws like they all retarded Mad skill, the niggas can spit But wasn't that ill Yup, I ain't a drug dealer But I sold them and been known to hold guns But never own one Heavens to filth, forgive this demeanor. Mortal sin and misdemeanor. Smoke like a chimney sweep, but defend against the reaper. Life wasn't a bitch to you have. If you're looking for a hero, revolutionary superstar or De Niro, and we know you out for De Niro like Pacino, the Negro all in a 
bottle like Pellegrino, my people, fellowship of equals, with the public underground, incognito, hopeless, unfaithful, non-believer. Often in relationships, a woman ends up feeling unloved because a man stops giving her the same quality of attention he did in the beginning of the relationship. So heavy is the heart of a pure soul.
pure soul Wax melt and pour gold for sure Now we all together Trying to build something, whatever So heavy is the heart of a pure soul I may never be paid, I ever see fame Kill him. Richest man in the world out for all military. Barely listening, pretty hairy, if not really scary. Sacrifice, hatch a plot, grab the knife, come pissed and get recompense. Cause was high, effect intense. Taking a life and for real prepared. Many of the enemies feel me there. Any stage appearances will be rare. I may never be made to ever see fame. Still just chilling on a melody in memory lane. Still I'm just chilling on a melody in memory lane. Still I'm just chilling on a melody in memory lane. Never taking a life and for real prepared. Fuck is a billionaire. Dollars build your stress. Spoke in the second tense, cause was high, effect intense. Come pissed to get recompense. Sacrifice, hatch a plot, grab the knife. Barely listening, pretty hairy, if not really scary. Richest man in the world, out for our military. Terror for one million, see him and come kill him. haremos esclavos y dispondremos de vosotros a voluntad. Nos apropiaremos de vuestras posesiones y os causaremos tanto dolor como podamos. Check two and two and two and two. What's up, B? Tell me some some sounds. This is what I'm thinking about. I think I want your verse to go first, but uh, I'm just gonna send you this and you can like write. I'll send you the beat to you right today. Word. Truer rhythm than thugs, cars, the wheels get it. Flew more sicker than butt, SARS, the real living. Mixed it, it into room in between and misrepresented. Never intended to scheme, I just ain't never was winning. So I had to lose a contusal beat like a sous chef. A few breaths, three dollars in lean shoes, stressed. Under influences, influenza, Klonopin. Feeling pilly off silly goose and a lot of gin. I probably grin if a nigga could feel his taste buds. The brakes, bruh, is what it is and it ain't us. Thank lust, niggas dying before they fuck. The hurt is drunk. Sucked in pure. 
villain, temporary tolerance for stupid women. Gruesome brilliance, warned on fools never knew, but really, these are statement of lethal danger, decent range and unequal payment. Peep what the people say, and I won't delay by one day in a week. I've been tweaking the waves, increased patience. Unceasing shamelessness, same essence. Hearing the challenge in this spiritual battle, grow weary and fearing me rather. Much talk, it appears we need action. Nigga, chill, what is with you? Calm, Madeline Albright under the swimsuit issue. Prequel to the sequel. Stupid energy of youth. CEO said he was too cerebral. Brother occasionally quiet, but ain't meek though. Never learn to hold back. Kids is all sounding the same, and the flow's whack.
like King Kong, I'm after illest driver. True mass knows the pain, old school is a musketeer. Where you go with two mass, I had a hunch back in Notre Dame. Here's the quote. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass you are, you lying piece of shit. Too cowardly to confront me in real life, so you do it on Facebook, she wrote. You are the biggest faggot ass in the Whoa. world. The biggest pussy. My dick is bigger than yours, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Wow. Like, I cannot not like her, that's though. Cindy. <laughs> that's, Cindy, that's Cindy Brady right there. That's a little aggressive for Cindy Brady. This is amazing. I'm this is, this is how I swear at people when I'm really, really angry. Like, you hear me when I'm on the show and I go crazy, but I don't think I would write it down. So she wrote it down and thought about she that wrote shit. It down. I wouldn't text. I mean, maybe. This is, I, I just want to I wanna, I, I wanna send this text out to everybody. I'm just going to read it one more just, time because yeah, it's so much fun. Paste and, paste and copy that it's motherfucker. So, it's just paste and copy. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass. Yes, you are, you lying piece of shit. Too cowardly to confront me in real life. So you do it on Facebook. You are the biggest faggot ass in the world. The biggest pussy. My dick is bigger than yours. Which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are. Lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. So good. That's the business. Son. So good. I, I, I'm sorry, but the, the only problem is if it she had if she had done that at work maybe, but she took that shit to the house. Like the, he got followed and shit. That's no, what really did her in, because that's a solid now, message. Okay, here's the thing. There's, uh, because I think it's kind of funny. It's super. But funny. I also, I, uh, part of me feels like you know she. I know that. What? Well, that was a threat. At the end of that, the, she kind of got threatening. Uh, will you switch three and four for me? Because yes. I'm going to do something funny here. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Thank you. But Trump support, I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay. Hold on, I'm going to, this is a, this is a rap, rap background. We're going to rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little beat beat. Hey there, little pussy. Let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass. You are, you lying piece of shit. What? Too cowardly to confront me in real life. You do it on Facebook. You're the biggest faggot ass in the world. Biggest uh, pussy, uh, pussy, uh, pussy. What? My dick is bigger than yours, which, which ain't saying much. What a true piece of shit you are, lying faggot. I hope you meet your karma slowly and painfully. Say uh, slowly and painfully. I'm Susan Olsen. Oh, uh, slowly. I said Susan Olsen. And painfully. They call me Cindy and Brady. My name is Susan Olsen and I love Trump today. Uh, 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 Olsen. Uh, uh, Brady, get it. Brady. Uh, I hope. Uh. I, I sincerely hope you reap all this that you deserve. Karma wise, you pathetic little cunt. You are. Earth. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. Uh, Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. What? 
Spitting for you. Enjoy. Slowly. What? Slowly. And painfully. My name is Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen. Susan Olsen, they call me Cindy. Susan Olsen, Susan Olsen, they call me Cindy Brady. I make America great again. Making America great. What a pathetic little cunt you are. Hell is waiting for you. Enjoy. 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 Call me Martin. Enjoy. Enjoy! Susan Olsen, the biggest cunt, drops a pole to fuck you! Enjoy! Enjoy! That was that was that was good, right? Did we just make a song? Did we just? That was pretty dope. Did we just make a song? I think that, we did. That was for you, Susan Olsen. That was that was fun. I'm glad we I, did I the hope, freestyle. I hope you get. I hope you listen to this. Oh my God! Um, well, let's we'll finish the rest of the article, but I want to maybe pull that out later and we'll we'll play it or We're something. We're actually uh, yeah. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. That's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. And you, my, Carl, I said that on the first take. Very nice. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Good job. <gasps> oh, my God. You did it on the first take. Oh, keep rolling. Keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. We'll cut yeah, this. Keep rolling. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, get, this is a take. <laughs> Welcome to their show. It's Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube or Feature Length. Let me know. Did I get that wrong? Mm -hmm. uh, where we watch a feature length movie on YouTube with you, the audience, and us, Mike and Carl. Carl's a New Jersey comedian, and you can. Hey, is your show uh, available to the public? Well, anybody can log in. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll. So at the end of the show, we'll, we'll mention that as well as the next movie we're going to watch. But right now, we're going to watch a movie on YouTube. So go to YouTube and Carl. What is the movie today? We are watching Zero to 60, 1978. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine. Zero, the, the word zero, zero to the word 60. Zero to 60 and the numbers, 1978. <laughs> and we like... Too many numbers. <laughs> yeah. Who's been uh, hosting? Zero, uh, we are HellZ72, one word. H-E-L-L-Z-72. All right. Well, I am all set. And once you do that, click the link and hit pause and set that time the bar to zero because we want to watch it with you. And uh, just man, that the whole thing is like zero to sixty nineteen seventy eight. Right. That is 
conspiratorial shit. Yeah. So uh, we're very excited. So we're so have you all right, audience? We're done talking about the Illuminati. Are we ready to watch this movie? <laughs> Wait, so I am. We're gonna count it down, and we are really excited here in the quarantine, still chilling on our couch. Just <laughs> we're riding it through. Uh, very excited to have Countdown King himself, the Maestro Descending Numerals, sitting in Earth. Three, two, one. Mr. Sunday Afternoon, uh, and Carl's Man Crush. Please, let's get ready to rumba. On your rumba, thrusting down on me. Oh, the world government, the beat of different bro. We please give it up for Mr. Paul Brumba. Wow, I never know when to start talking, man. You guys, my intro gets longer and longer every week. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking to about. feel more and more impotent. I hope you guys are doing well out there. We're doing well. Yeah. How's the view in the uh, bunker over there, Paul? It, it is well. I, I love the, the four brick walls that I've erected around me. <laughs> well, we're great to have you here as well as everyone else. And, uh, have you here for the countdown and for zero to 60. All right, you guys, you know the drill. Let's do this in true bunker style. <laughs> Let's do this thing in three, two, one. Wash your hands. <laughs> First artist presents an MGM picture. A Kathleen Brown production? That sure. That's the white. The Gavin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know zero that. to sixty. Young Earth. Is that fucking Lion gonna logo gonna bug gonna be on the entire movie? The entire movie, MGM. Just letting you know who brought you this. Yeah, right. Who that's where it? they got. That's where yeah. they got the promo copy of it. No, yeah, I, totally. It's his property I, of. Uh, for your for your academy consideration. All right, Sylvia Miles. Yeah, you see that's so her pink car. We're meeting not we're not meeting our hero, but we're meeting like our supporting actress. Is it Denise Nickerson who's yep. being introduced in this movie? And she has the man's name Larry. Plus the Larry B. Uh, Lorena B. I guess we never learn. Now she's calling in on the radio to her dispatcher headquarters. She's a repo man. Of course, she's not a man, and she's chasing Gloria. She's long sought Gloria's Trans Am. She's way behind in her payments. She doesn't make payments. <laughs> oh, that is living on the seventies edge. <laughs> You see the seatbelt? Is the seat size in her seatbelt? I'm a little no. nervous. No. Yeah, I, I, I can't watch this. No. Am I going into an accident? She is recklessly driving because she's chasing Gloria, so a cop has noticed. There's Gloria, Gloria Angeles? who is, who is, oops, it's not Gloria! Hey, stop looking at my hair. You see, we're going to meet Gloria, and her hair always changes. She's always wearing a wig. But now we're going to meet our star, who is good friends with Dick Martin from Laughing. Is it, uh, 
that yeah oh well that's one of the reasons why i picked this movie because uh, i've watched video dvds of full-length episodes of laugh in and uh, they did a movie called the maltese biffy ronan martin and maltese biffy mm-hmm. and uh it's not on youtube so but this was now this, i have no uh, idea it was a, yeah you will know from christmas story now, we just got our first joke that they blindly walked across the street and almost got hit and they didn't know it. Look how clever she is. Yeah. You see how she hid from the cop? Is this in Los Angeles? Is this down by the farmer's market? I have no idea. No, I think it's Sound Los wise. Angeles. And every time I look on a cop car to see if it's Los Angeles, they've taken off the city name. <laughs> Doesn't that look like the Beverly Center behind them? I have no idea. Maybe I'm just talking about the Oakland, too. We could call Adam and find out, because we don't know L.A. like Adam does. Yeah. Okay. My brother, host of uh, the Bad Movie Podcast, Proudly Resents. Go ahead, Carl. Sorry. Proudly Resents. What we're learning now is Gavin is divorced, and he's coming out of divorce court, and that's the wife, and that's the pool boy. So it's basically <laughs> a depressing – okay, now, the Repo Girl is overhearing their conversation, and uh, Christmas Story Father is going, I owe $1,000 on my car. And she's like, now, what? Christmas Dad Father was in other stuff, right? I mean he was in – is that the Night Stalker guy? Yes, exactly right. A very famous television show that was a huge hit movie. And that was like, yeah. the guy was investigating a murder, and the murderer turned out to be a vampire. A, a vampire, yeah, sure, didn't see that coming. And but then, like, he got a show where he lives in San Francisco, and he writes a newspaper column about, like, paranormal events. And every week, there's, like, a vampire or a werewolf or, like, a, you know, a, a ghost. Yes. Uh, and they would always come to the Bay. I say well, ghost because Dick Martin's about to eat that hot dog, and I'm picking a slimer. I'm sorry. <laughs> That that came out – okay, the movie was called The Night Stalker. That was 72, and by 1974, it was a TV show, yes, and that's how he got his big fame. But Christmas Story eclipsed that. Well, I think he, he gets more residual effects. Is he, he's, he passed away, hasn't he? No, look, you see the chain? I think – yeah. Okay, now Larry, the repo woman, has taken his car. Now watch how the chain disappears. Where'd it go? So what he did was well, I don't know. <laughs> he stole his lawyer's car to chase the repo girl. He doesn't know it's a repo girl. Uh, it is a kid. Yeah, she is a kid, and she's very inconsiderate. She's very selfish. You should see the way she drives. She causes accidents all the time. Okay, now Dick Martin is call as the lawyer is calling in his car as stolen. Right. See how she yeah, but she's a good driver though. Yeah. It might be a stunt. Oh, right. Well, back then you go. <laughs> it could be like some John Wick shit where they train a nine-year-old. And introducing Glider King Queen herself. Best actor in uh, uh, Best actor in John Wick was that dog. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Because they did the uh, Oscar in memoriam scene where they had the dog for John Wick. I cried because I was just you know so moved by it. Now this guy you might know from Godfather. He's 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 off the screen now. Oh, the one who took his birdcage, or the one who threw a dart by a door. Yeah. His name's Vito Scotti, and he was Nazarene the baker in The Godfather. He made the wedding cake. Yeah. Well, are you a fan of the Night Stalker? Did we lose Paul? No, he's still there. Paul, you a Night Stalker fan? You know that film, that TV series? Yeah, I totally remember. That was like one of my favorite things. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Kolchak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kolchak. Yeah, right. Kolchak, the Night Stalker. What was your? It was in San Francisco, wasn't it? It seemed like it. A lot of that. I remember that. I remember what was it? The same time period and the same time of night was. Uh, they would always play the other Rod Sterling one. Um, Outer Limits. No. Not Twilight. Not not. What was it? Night Gallery. Uh-huh. Night Gallery, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Larry ran all the way to the repo station, ran inside and goes, Some creep's following me! Now they're hassling him. And they're gonna spank his naked butt. Well, yeah. Well, that's funny. This is much much than the last movie we were gonna pick. Uh, remind me of the last movie we were going to pick. Oh, yes, that movie we were going to pick. Well, well, Rick, I don't know if you said it, but we could say it at the end of this film. Okay, so, yeah. well, now Larry's getting legitimate with the boss, okay? And you probably recognize the boss. Um, her name is Sylvia Miles, but you might know her from Midnight Cowboy or... In Wall Street, she was the realtor. Um, she's been around movies a long time. Kid, you're going to need a new uh, place to live. Right. you got to move out of New Jersey. Go to New York City. Here, i got a realtor for you. I was Sylvia Miles. Here is your house, Charlie. What do you think? Act. Why bother? Now, in the Wall Street 2, you know, Money Never Sleeps, she came back and reprised her role yes. as realtor. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Oh. Gecko, thank you for coming out of jail. I got you a great place. Thank you, realtor. So, the cop come, a cop comes in, and he's like, Flo, are you trafficking stolen vehicles now? And he's like, why? Well, we had a report of a stolen car, and it's crashed on your front yard there. So Gavin will try to not get caught. Darren Gavin will try to not get caught here. And and for some reason, Flo will play along and say, we just hired him. He's our new repo man. Give him a break, Charlie. Well, repo men are crazy. Get him so, to go you know. with the flow. Ah. Yeah. yeah These guys it. are repo men? These are repo men, and the only one of of note is Benny, who is v Vito Scotti, who's been in a million things. That's the curly-haired guy? No, it's this guy coming up, wagging his finger. He was in Hedge, one of your <laughs> movies, the monkey movie Head. Oh, all right, let me figure out who he is. 
Yes, got it. Probably the boxing scene. And got uh, uh, favorite movies too. That's true. And also the little man with the funny hat. He was terrific in that movie. So now what? By the way, guys, is this an MGM movie? Is yeah, it's an MGM movie. Now we're getting that typical. Okay, you two's are partners, and they. I hate this guy. You know that typical setup, and then they become great friends. You know how it goes. No, I don't know how it goes. A nine-year-old repo man. A nine-year-old. It's like a stranger. Yeah, how old is she in this movie? Well, supposed to be her character. In the movie, she's pretending she's in her twenties, but the truth is she's sixteen, and he's going to discover right. that. Now you. But they just know. gave them jobs. Do you remember uh, Willy Wonka, the one that chewed gum? That's her. Yeah, it is. A Veruca Ver salt. salt. <laughs> well, but Veruca was the rich, spoiled girl. This is the one who all Violet Beauregard. She always uh, gum. You're right. Very... She's the one that turns. It needs to be juiced. But she she's learned how to drive a car since then, like how to drift. That's pretty impressive. So she turned out all right. She died in that movie, right? Uh, she got juiced. I don't know that she died. Uh, I thought she died. Do the kids die in that movie? No, none of them. They all just get horrible. Okay, now watch what she does. Look how selfish she is. She almost causes an accident again because she's chasing this <laughs> lawyer who's on the repo list. So it's a pretty dumb movie. She's showing Darren the We're... ropes right now. In the movie, his name is Michael Nolan. It's very boring. I'd rather call him Darren McGavin. Yeah, Dar that's a great name. Dude, if you had a name like that, you'd be styling. Well, his real name is William Lyle Richardson, and he wrote this screenplay as his real name. But as an actor, he's Darren Interesting. McGavin. But his for the Writers Guild, he's the other guy. Now, she's like... Lay down. He won't run over you. Nobody's going to run over a person. Uh-oh. Here comes the truck. Did he really do this? This movie is stupid. Then he gave him his finger, and he lived. I just drove over Devin McLaren. Well, you saw how he squeezed up to be right in the center. Oh, all right. Now, Darren was very What? Oh, no, go ahead. Darren was very much in love with his wife. His wife uh, was named Kathy, Kathy Brown, and she was also an actress. Um, but they formed a production company, and this is one of their labors of love, one of their movies. I know this neighborhood. If this is Los Angeles, I've, I've been through here, but this is like the 70s. What, what other films do you think they made? Like uh, Car Chase in Los Angeles 2? Or uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, what other films did they make? You wouldn't know their names. They made a bunch of them. I mean, you wouldn't know this one's name. Okay. 
You know, usually no, this one I I just knew because look, Joan Collins. Yeah. yeah. That's the real Gloria that she's been chasing. She find she found her. And now right, she's so here we go. gonna say, Screw you, world. I don't care anything about anybody else. I am chasing Gloria. And Christmas story dad does not have a seatbelt on. He is sitting in the uh foot part of the car passenger seat. That's right. And that's one of those old timey cars that you, Paul, and I remember that had a couch for a front seat, not a bucket <laughs> seat. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you can, pull it cool, out huh? you can pull it out and hide your little brother underneath it to get into the drive-in theater. Right. Not that I know. <laughs> right. Family of six, please. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six. Okay, come on in. You, know, you see all the car chases and everything. When I watched the last movie we were going to do, it all takes place in the restaurant. This is a much better choice. Right. This is something to watch. Yeah, this has been great. Well, why don't we talk about this film? We were going to watch a, a Mitch Hedberg film recommended by our fantastic uh, radio station uh, manager, Pam Benjamin. Yeah. And I mentioned fantastic because we want you, our early sponsor, is for you to go to Venmo and donate money to the station, keep it afloat, uh, and that is at Meeting Radio. Yeah. Anyways, he had recommended a movie that Mitch Hedberg, really Mitch Hedberg directed in 1999 with a, with a smattering of, of comedians from that time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Carl. What was the movie, and how did you like it? Uh, it was called Los Enchiladas, and it was a nice <laughs> drive. Uh, the thing is, I, <laughs> I love Mitch Hed Hedberg's stand-up. It is hilarious. But that didn't translate into this movie. And the movie, you know, because we watched with the sound off, it was very flat. There was a lot of funny talk dialogue that you'll miss. There was a string on that suitcase. Joan Collins. I caught that. Well, we would have put the sound up. Like I, I prefer like when we used to do that movie night at the dark room. They they always have the subtitles on the film, so you can still rip through it and people can read the subtitles. But you know these, these were at the will of the people who posted us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So had there been subtitles, we would have you know might have uh, been easier to do. Some art house films where I would love to do. Damn Vengeance. There's a film called Red. I just saw it called uh, with Chris Gore. He did it during the 90s. And he, Chris Gore, of course, is the creator of Film uh, Threat magazine. And it was a film threat production. And they took the two bar recordings, the, the Mo Liz, uh, Simpson uh, call, phone calls, and uh, made a movie. And they used photography to, uh, to reenact the phone calls. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. So, but we wouldn't be able to do it because, you know, you want to listen to the two-bar recordings, uh, and it's, it's tough to rip over that. But you can rip over a, a car chase anytime. Yeah. So Gloria has evaded them, and, and our little bratty, selfish friend wants to blame it on the new repo guy. He got oh, knocked funny. out by the, the that uh, bag, right? And she's like, you're sleeping? So now she completely screws him over and leaves him stranded. He doesn't even know where he is. <laughs> and she goes, I'll see you at the office. And he's like, where's the office? 
she's pretending she's 20, she's really 16, but she looks much younger. And she's driving a car recklessly throughout the city. Yes. This right. is her Keep last playing. film. She retired and became a nurse. Oh, all right. Well, you know what? Let's uh, unlock them. Uh, the old pier. That's where the torpedoes hang out. Going to the now, wall. This is the repo office, and of course, he has been, you know, destroyed by the divorce. He has no money. Uh, so she, when she said, "Meet you at the office," he he went to the office. I mean, he's. He's got no car except the one that was repoed. So Are you she, sure that's the uh, office? Because the the I'm sorry, but the the door said office on it. So do you, are you sure that's where he went? That's a good joke. Yeah, I meet you at the office. Ah, uh, uh, next thing there's a door that says office. I'm here. I'm gonna sit down. Now remember that was a sorry, Uh, yes. So I used to call my wife. She'd go, where are you? And I'd say, I'm at the office. I'm going to be late. She goes, okay. <laughs> I worked at the office. No, I worked at Charlie Brown. But that was like the office. It was like one of those hamburger bar joints where you can have a hamburger and have a full bar at your disposal. Now, Dad, uh, Darren McGavin was uh, Murphy Brown's father on that sitcom. But I also loved him in Billy Madison. Oh my God, I didn't realize. Was he uh, try after? Was he pro Billy Madison in that movie or, or no, he anti? Was the dad. Billy he was the dad. That oh, was not pro Billy Madison. <laughs> Sent him back to school. Okay. So it's midnight. She's picked him up, and they're going to go on their normal um, – they're going to go on their repo rounds because this is the time to steal cars yeah. at midnight. He's got the paper ledger there with the list of cars, and he's going to check it off with his big pen after they steal the car, re re repo the car. Right. And so how many, times you, how many times have you seen Repo Man? Oh, uh, good question. Maybe only two. Uh it's true that Repo Man has Repo Men, but it's not the same movie at all. That's that's where the similarity begins and ends. Well, if this is Los Angeles, there are also Repo Men in Los Angeles. Uh, okay, that's another similarity. And they have a wacky office with wacky uh, Repo Men. Uh, Sorry, I'm if I was your wait, paper, I would call that a stretch. <laughs> a CV after class. Yeah, right, because I... What happened? Okay, here is the car they want to see, uh, repo. And she's like, go get it. Pick it up. This will be your cherry. All right. Oh, that's what she said? Uh-huh. Go on. It'll be easy. What are you, chicken? That kind of thing. And he is. She said cherry. All right. Uh, well, like, uh, can I stumble? Uh, uh, can I pretend there's something to sit on? And I sit right. on the floor by mistake. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm pretending I'm all flustered. So I pressed the couch button. I, I went down to the ground. 
Stop pressing square. Oops, did it again. Square, crouch. This isn't a video game where you're crouching. Now somebody you're else like, oh made shit, why am I going slow? Somebody else made this story like it was Judith Buscanny and Peg Shirley, but Darren McGavin turned it into a screenplay when his wife was like, we got to produce this movie. This would be really good. You see, it's a little autobiographical. I don't know if that's the right word. She's like an orphan, ran away from home, and that's his story. Uh, there was a divorce in his life when he was young, and he lived on the street. He w he stole. He was a wow, that's crazy. Huh. Uh, he was in Tacoma, Washington, and he pretty much was a squatter. But it's not his fault, you know. He got abandoned. So check this out. Somehow he got to Los Angeles, and he was a set painter for Columbia Pictures. And they just loved him. And he became the title character in the 1950s television series, Mickey Spillane, Mike Hammer. No shit, I didn't know. We're both watching on my camera. It's so good to hear. <gasps> yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's how he started. I was reading about the director who did the uh, 3D Mickey Spillane movie that we watched, uh, Eye of the Jury. Yeah, he made, he made some cool movies. Unlike this director. So. This director, Don Weiss. Don Weiss. Don Weiss. Weiss, yeah. not Weiss. Uh, 50s movies. Uh, the only thing I think you would recognize is The Affairs of Dobie Gillis, 1953. The movie? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I never saw the movie. I, but Dobie Gillis was a TV show, right? With Bond. Well, I used to watch that all the time. Well, I guess it was originally a 1953 movie. But you would recognize the TV shows he's directed. There's a lot of those. Oh, so later he became a director? Well, he became a director oh. of these movies in the 50s. But in 1954, he switched to TV and he never looked back. I mean, he directed this only. Yeah. Okay, here's the woman from Jaws. The mom. Oh, I was going to say, like, did she get eaten in that movie? Oh, so Jaws was like seven, during the 70s, right? So this was like a year after Jaws came out. Was it 75? So, when was Jaws? 74. 74. So this is... Okay, now, usually you hear 0 to 60 in like 8 seconds, right? But this guy took 0 to 60 in right. 1978 seconds. It's not so good. <laughs> Oh, wait, Gone in 60 Seconds. Have you ever seen, you seen that one? There was a, an original movie, and there was a sequel to that, where it was just stuntmen fucking around, and then they made it into this $100 million movie with Nicolas Cage. Right, and Nicolas Cage claimed that uh, it was stealing cars is uh, better than having sex. Yeah, disagree! Well, I agree to disagree. They're both as quick. All right. All we got to do is go in there. Well, uh, let me shrug. Now, what, I think he's good. What's really funny in this movie is they never nab a car. 
I mean, they have some, they never have success is what I mean. Right. But they still say, they still got to keep their job, right? Yeah, they keep their job. I don't know how. It's all commission. <laughs> yeah. These are not real repo men. I, you know, me and my repo men friends, we went to this movie and we're like, not realistic at all. Hollywood does not even know. Right. So what was the sequel to Repo Man? I don't know. Well, there's a movie called Repo Man, but that is not the sequel. That was a, a different, like a science fiction movie, which I love, but it's called Repo Chick, and I guess it's science fiction as well. It takes place on a, on a train with CGI backgrounds, and it's this like punk rock chick who just walks around the train. And uh, yeah, I liked it. I like Alex Cox, the director, and I really liked the movie, but uh, nothing, it, you know, it was more tangible. They had some of the original actors in, in Repo Man in it, but, it, you know, Emilio wasn't in it or what have you. Repo Chick? Yep. Do you recommend it for my next queue? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Okay. Any film from Alex Cox is worth a watch. Okay, so it's she cute. found out gonna... when she dropped him off, he was going to sleep in his car, and she was like, come on! She reluctantly invited her, him to her house, which is a wreck. It's a mess. This is a pretty cool 16-year-old house. This is what my house looked like when I was 16. Got comic books, dirty laundry piled around, my CDs, I mean my LPs. No, it's a trailer. It's a, it's a trailer. Oh, that's even cooler. Of course I would have a trailer when I was 16. Living the life. Moving on the road. So now he's gonna Does he drive the trailer in this movie? Well, there was a trailer for this movie and they're in it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of meta, right? We're watching we're in this we're watching the trailer of the movie. Now in real How life funny this? Um our friend Beauregard here, she's really twenty one and she retired to pursue a nursing career. I'm not sure why. You know what? It's pretty cool. She holds herself in this movie. They have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on Search for Tomorrow, the uh, soap opera. She was in the Brady Bunch. Now, she auditioned for the role of Reagan for The Exorcist, but her parents were like, no, this material is too disturbing. You can't have the job. <laughs> good parents. She was also on a Oh, would you let your – Oh, yeah, she was on the one for uh, DCD. Paul, can you hear me? He's on mute. Allison was his name, her name in the electric company. Oh, right on. Oh, so she was a recurring character. She was in like a, in a side sketch. I'm trying to think what Brady Bunch episode she could be in. Yeah, I don't know, and I didn't look it up. I, I really should have. She was also – No, no, you don't have to look things. That's my job. She was in Dark Shadows, which was like a supernatural soap opera. I don't know it. Oh, I've seen it. You know what they used to do is in those New Jersey UHF channels would uh, have uh, – they would show – they would rebroadcast them during the day. And it was a 1970 – it was like Passions. I don't know if you saw that soap opera. But in the 70s, it was like a vampire – they made a movie with Johnny Depp, that Tim Burton movie. I just watched it the other week. And uh, – but it's, I've seen the soap opera. It starts off with these vampires in a house, and it's really slow. 
but it went on for years and then it, it you know it developed into the soap opera uh -huh. where you know there was different temperatures and heartthrobs but they were either vampires or i don't know they were werewolves or what have you okay uh, do you see passions with yes she just he discovers her birth certificate there's two of them one that's real and one that's right. modified so he learns that she's only 16. I think I hope there's no photos in there. Mike, I want to get to the she bottom of something here. Are you like offended? Like he's a creeper just because she's a little. No, not at all. Not at all. No, it's the fact that she's driving around. And that also it's kind of like this cool, like if I was a teenager on my own, I would have an RV and I would be a wicked, you know, I would be sliding stolen cars around the town. It's kind of a teenage fantasy to live like this, but also it is kind of uh I don't. I don't think that he's a creeper in this. They're, they're, they're. You know, they bumped into each other by happenstance, and then they got jobs together, and they're just working. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now look, she's threatening to kill him if she ever tells anybody. Wait a minute. I take him back. Yeah. Some chemistry, right? <laughs> oh, it's a pointy, yeah. It's a pointy knife. Yeah. Where's uh, the 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 comedy cadence of uh, Dick Martin when you need him? He won't be back. Laughing is always really. Yeah. You know, Laughing is always like this. Like, uh, so we our next sketches will be about history. Oh, you know what? My history was is with uh, the secretary outside. Now, Dick, you know you shouldn't be talking about that. Oh, well, we talked a lot. You know, always, constantly. But they're interesting. They were interesting dynamics. Sort of like a Nicole and Darren of this movie. I like that show. Didn't that launch Goldie Hawn? Yeah, it had a lot of people. Louis Tomlin. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. In it, you know, those. Okay. Now, remember the car they stole? They had a successful repo. Yeah. They heard on the news the same license plate, and they just found, like, some mobster guy was murdered in there. So now they're doing they the didn't mobster notice the thing. They're like that. So they decide they're just going to take him back to where they found him and put the car back. So once again, they don't get a repo. Wow. This, well, they're not going to bring back it. They're going to repo the car with a dead body in it? I'm just saying throughout this whole film, these repo men don't repo shit. Yeah, but I mean, they're scumbags. But they're not going to be driving around with a dead body in a car and be like, here you go, boss. Here's the car. Okay. Got to go. So now it's returned, but somehow the thugs, we were talking over it, but they were getting shot at. The thugs are chasing them. Right. Oh, look out. Hope there's no food stands in this alley. Oh, yikes. Right. Now you will A lot of people in empty boxes. This hilarity is the painter up there gets stranded. On the ladder. Oh, they're throwing it right at the camera. Oh, no, that's the glass. I got you. Now, holy shit. They that's stack classic. up boxes, like empty boxes, just so they can get crashed into. No, they did it because they were going to put fruit in there one by one. And they needed to stack the boxes where they were going to put the fruit in before they put it in the truck. Okay, you see where they hid? Right, they're in a the car. They're a car within a car, as they used to say. 
But did it didn't work. The, yeah, the Suns are on to him. It shouldn't have worked in the first place. He drove right into a, a truck. Right, blindly. That's a little. She did, not he. Yeah. Blindly, blindly, she did it. Huh. Beep, beep. Is there like music playing, like a banjo film? Yeah, there's music? a stupid song they play every single time. It goes, da 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 I'll play it for you. All right. There are some fruit in these. Kale. Fuck you, Kale. Yeah, fucking Kale. Now, I remember that. That was originated actually on McHale's Navy. Is that, oh, hey, Rick Torn. Oh, no, Bolt Torn. Oh, McHale's Navy? You get it, Kale? McHale's Navy. <laughs> Here it sounds like Saturday Night Live saxophones and. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're having the time of our lives. Saturday night. <laughs> okay, so they're happy. Endless back They're back to the trailer, and they didn't get killed, and they also didn't repo, repo shit. Right. Their house, oh, that's her trailer. It looks pretty sweet. It yeah. really is out in the middle of nowhere. This can't be Los Angeles anymore. Well, I guess not. It's like, uh, you know, a neighboring county or something. Now, there's a guy named John Beale, and he wrote that piece of shit song we just heard. But he is now today the top movie trailer soundtrack composer. Yeah. This hey, John, we need yeah. you to do a, 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 a one for In a World, but upbeat. Gotcha. Deep, deep, deep. In a World. He's yep. got a lot of Mad Magazines in there. Yep. Yeah. Hey, uh, Chuck, can you do a? We have a dramatic one. Can you do a dramatic in the world? In in the world? Uh, in a world. Da, 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 da. No, he isn't a movie trailer <laughs> voiceover person. He makes. Yeah, but you got to set the mood. So the the voiceover guy says in a in a world, and depending on the way he says it, the music follows. Oh, He's like, in a world. <laughs> yeah. Of ghosts. So there was uh, First Artist is the name of the distributor, but they really screwed it up. They gave it a limited release, June 1, 1978, and, that, and it was heavily re-edited. So according to an interview with, um, with um, – Beauregard and an interview with Darren McGavin and his wife separately, Kathy Brown, they all say that the film has a disjointed look because they edited it all bad. And it came out on DVD, on a video in the 80s, and it never came out on DVD, apparently. This is sort of like a lost episode of Darren McGavin's career. Wow, that's cool. So this must have been a promo video, and that's why we have the little logo on there. But someone, uh, Hell72, was kind enough for uh, to upload this. So we salute you. Otherwise, we would have missed out on this. So what do you think? I it was on TV? I mean, because a video release wouldn't have wrote yeah. MGM. 
Well, you know, MGM has a cable channel. It's kind of like a TCM, but this shows just nothing but MGM movies. And by MGM movies, we're talking about the original Casino Royale. We're talking about these really terrible films yeah. or films of this nature, obscure something from the 70s. And so this would definitely be cable fodder. You know, somewhere in the world this is playing. There's Joan Collins. Well, what's up with her? I have to go to the stud uh, soundstage for the stud, stud shooting. She was in with the bitch, the stud. <laughs> I saw her when she was on, um, wasn't she on one of those night soap operas? Like, uh, not Melrose. Dallas or Dynasty. Dynasty. No, like Dynasty. Yeah. Okay. Talking okay, wait. Trash. Here comes my old car. Here comes my old car. 78 Thunderbird. Here we go. Hold on. There it is. Sold to me by Stephen <laughs> Mauer's father. Hey, way to go. Thank you, Stephen Stattenmauer's father, for giving me Carl's first car. $1,200, I is think. Is that it? <laughs> and that was last week, right? Kind of key 60s. I don't remember. 86. Uh, I'm not sure. Gotcha. So it was uh, eight years after this movie. You see the cop car? I paused it and tried to Weird. look real close to see if it said Los Angeles. The, isn't the front of the car, like the engine looks really small? Like it's a weird looking car. Yeah. Ha, ha, it might be ha, the acid officer. Ooh. Big crash. Right. And Gloria gets yeah, one thing again. Uh huh. Oh, that's because the cop is in there. Yeah, seriously hurt. Now look, he's playing slot a machine. Slot machine. So is that Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh, it's but it's again, it's like a wacky office. They happen to have a slot machine where you can move the slot, the handle down like that. Now this it looks like Joe Cardi. You recognize his face? He was in a million things. Yeah, he looks like Joe Flaherty. Oh, you think so? They got a Kiss pinball machine in the back. But you don't recognize him from head. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I think he played like a bot, one of the bo uh, gangster monsters in the boxing sequence, or maybe okay. he's like part of the. Yeah. He was his role. Um, Do you I remember the scene? Meanie. I bet you you're right. He was a mobster. Remember when Davey gets into a fight? Playing listen, beats him up. I don't remember. I remember he hit a girl. <laughs> yeah, that was a good movie. I don't remember something about that. It was, it was, anyway. So Vito and Herbie rides again, and Herbie goes bananas. He was yeah, in, the classic. Yeah, he was in the nude bomb, one of your favorites. I saw that in the Montclair movie theater. I think it was the uh, Claremont. He, uh, which you brought in one week once. Thank you. He, um, that's right. And we filmed it for Fish Burgers. He was in Get Shorty. He was in Loaded Weapon. He was in Beverly Hills Brat. He's been all over. Oh, Beverly Hills Brat guy. That, why'd you say so? Way to bury the lead. And he was in the Aristocats. Boys. He was? <laughs> yeah, he was. He what, was 
Peppo, the Italian cat. <laughs> Pretend you're a silly guy with a silly hat on. God, I could do that. Okay, so this is cool. He was born in San Francisco. Nice. 200 screen appearances in a career spanning 50 years. And this movie. I bet you this movie is on MGM. I bet you that's where this is recorded. It must have been recorded off the MGM channel. Yeah, somebody probably hit record. And it looks pretty good. It doesn't look like a VCR copy. Yeah, I hear you. Maybe it's a promo copy. Now, they're doing exactly what you're talking about. Wacky office hijinks. Like, just, like, jokey joke talk. And uh, one of the gags is he doesn't have any money. I mean, he's wiped out. So he's trying to sell stuff. And Vito's trying to rob him, and there's nothing there. <laughs> it's my belt. It kept up my pants. You could have it. So it's like, this is my blah, blah, blah watch. It's worth so-and-so, and it's like, I'll give you $5. Uh, all right. Uh, well, this is the Hilton brother. Both have credit. I don't know. Uh, it's like the, and the Wilson brothers or something like that. Now this Wilson brothers were the Beach Boys. Oh right, it's a Dennis, Carl, and Brian. Now she's returning all the things he just stole. She uh, sold. She stole them back for him. It's amazing. Yep. And he's got he's gonna think so too in the end. So I read an interview with her and she said I had the weirdest experience after I was done shooting. She's talking about the being the blueberry. I'm back at school mm -hmm. in New York, we're at the Museum of Modern Art. All of a sudden some kids start pointing at me. I turn to my best friend and she says, Oh my god, you're turning blue. I go into the ladies' room and look in the mirror, and everything, my face, my hands, my neck, is blue. I washed it off, and I go back out, and a few minutes later, I'm blue again. It went on for 48 hours. Was it because she was chewing really wonka bubblegum? Exactly right. So I finally learned that the blueberry makeup they had used in the Germany had blue food dye in it. And it was coming out through my pores. Now, I look, I read two interviews with her. I like her. And she she aged well. Unfortunately, she died in her 60s. But she aged well. And she was always thin and cute. But she did tell, like, a few lies in the interview, you know. So, but poor lady, she had a stroke. And then... Like, almost right away after that, she caught pneumonia. And that was it. She, uh, yeah, she died in the hospital. I don't uh, know why she quit acting. Right. Well, you know, if she's done it, like, as a child actor, she probably, when she became an adult, decided to do what she wanted to do. Yeah. Okay, so. Get the hell out of Hollywood. Repo a car, and... It turns out to be a cat. During the day. So with the money he just recently made from all those things that she returned, 
he goes in there and gets lucky. Oh, that's a nice. So she's going to steal that money, too? Look, he's all weak. He, uh, head out there. Yeah, right while I drained you. And then when you walk out, that woman approaches you, and you're like, yeah, whatever, lady. I got to go to my car. Well, the thing is, like, some boyfriend gave it to the prostitute, and, you know, it wasn't her. They just said, here, you can have it. And they gave him the keys and the title and everything. And so she's all mad because, like, he's having fun and getting laid and having success repoing. <laughs> of course, that car will remain with them and the, never get, like, they'll never get paid for it. Now, look, why are we driving in the park? I don't get it. It's so rude. Like, do people drive around the park in the 70s? Yes, yes. Are they in like... Oh, so there's a car in this weird house. Now she's screaming out, anybody uh, home? And he's like, you idiot, shush. So they're going to uh, possess motorcycles, stolen motorcycles, and they find out there's all kinds of stolen loot. Sweet. This is some whorehouse. No, no, they left there. They yeah. left there. <laughs> They're they're moving uh, on I in guess their I realm. Didn't. So they went to a cat house to like a, a warehouse of stolen goods. Well, essentially they're following the leads of the stolen merchandise. <coughs> uh oh, somebody's showing up. Is it Paul? Paul Paul Bumba? No, he's not showing up. He's on mute. Oh. There we go. Now he hears it. Oh. And he sounds the alarm. And she's like, get on if you ever want to get out of here. And he's like, deathly afraid. So we're having another I'm yeah, frightened look at him. moment. I, I don't quite, oh, oh, but, uh, now watch. Is he like the hippie beer delivery guy? Yeah. Check it out. They're ready to go. Yeah, they just opened the door. They're flying down the stairs. <laughs> Ridiculous. You know what this movie reminds me of? Grand Theft Auto, directed by Ron Howard in the 70s. It was a Roger Corman film. And uh, my he directed it. Well, yeah. You know, it's stupid, though. It's like, it's this kind of humor where, like, what would be funny if there was a car crash? You know, it would be great in the scene if the guy fell off. Oh, well, you know, it's, uh, don't lightly recommend movies for my Netflix queue, because I'll be watching them. If you think I should, I mean, you said it was Ron oh. Howard. Yeah, but it's like something, it's like he he was doing Happy Days, I think. Or Mark, not, not right before, like during this. Dude, do you have Amazon Prime? All garbage films are on Amazon Prime right now. I one want to watch thing that's making money right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Why? Life is precious. Please watch a garbage film. No, I like to watch oh God, speaking of it. You are my garbage film source. And we yeah, rip. you see enough garbage films. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, nice Sunday drive. Da -da -da -da. She drove the motorcycle out of there, and she told him to jump off, and he did, and got into the black car. Yeah. So now, the the car that used to be pink, they painted it black so that. <laughs> you see the hilarity. Right through the trailer. Oh my god. No one was hurt. Oh, one, what, just a kid. 
the, the baby in the crib is okay. Now they catch up with her. They da, get... da, da. They painted it black because they're da, being da. followed by those thugs. Right. Look, be on the lookout for a sixteen-year-old driving a pink car. Well, they knew that the no, it was a... murderers. You see, right? Because they found the right. body. That's right. It was in his trunk. The thugs are after them, but not right now. Right now, we're seeing hilarity of repo messes. Look how California that mountain is, man. Uh, not yeah, one. I know. Well, that's what. Well, I'm waiting to figure out where this movie is. But yeah, you know, you watch these movies and they all take place in California. And you're like, that's America. Well, I, that's what California is like. And she's all right. Tumbles under the car. Uh-oh. They caught her. I got to call the police. Nine, one, get out of the blow booth. Damn it. Should have made it a click call. Why am I making a click call? Now, why are they acting like the phone booth is locked? Well, because she's in there, and she probably used the latch inside the phone booth. Uh-huh. Are they still la – were there latches inside phone booths? I don't no. think so, but she's putting her foot against it, I guess. Anyway, now, Darren McGavin shows up, and he pretends that he's a cop. And these guys steal our, our – you know, they fence stolen goods. Right. What's going uh, on here? I'm Officer Turtleneck. So he puts a Officer Turtleneck. Gun. I'm gonna haul you in. He does that gun hunch. So they. Oh, it must be a gun. He's, he's right. Like, oh, officer. Yeah. We're negotiating getting our bike back. Did you borrow this man's bike? <laughs> yes, I did. Here, here we go. All right. <laughs> no, we don't know anything about stolen goods, officer. It's a little not believable, oh. but they're pulling it off. It reminds me. He does a pretty good Maxwell Smart, right? I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's like, you guys go to the station. Would you believe? Yeah. Okay, so now yeah. she has saved his life. So she right. will fall in love with him. What? Not where I thought this film was going. Well, she was she was sure that she was dead. Oh, but he's all right. Now we have a um. I guess. A, <laughs> we have a John Beale love song here. Falling in love with a man three times your age. Yeah, I'm falling in love with a man three times my age. Where is 1989 by Spiegelman? Because you are an old bitty man. No, that's what I would be singing. <laughs> so they're falling in love, but they're not. She's it, becoming enamored in him. Look at her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> She's Veruca Salton. Are you Veruca Salting me? She was not Veruca Salt. She was Beauregard. She was 
<coughs> Excuse me. She was Violet Beauregard. The bratty bubblegum chewing Violet Beauregard. Oh. Now she's not being a jerk at Please. all. The whole film, she's being a jerk. There's the one repoed car that they managed to get. And they kept it for themselves. Right. Okay. And he drove her. He drove her back, right? Oh, there we go. Look, the place looks nice, much nicer. Well, that's because he. Cleaned. You need an old man. Yeah, you need an old man's touch in your house. Yeah. Not a woman's touch. A dad's touch. Right. <coughs> He's like, he hits a guy. Now check this out. Yeah. No laundry piles. No mad magazines. Oh, danger. She's saying you could sleep here. Oh, there you go. Partnering. Quid pro quo. This isn't the generally recommended method of a seduction. He is the father on Christmas Story. Right. So he's so at the door. Violet Beauregard is like, I'm rushing you. Relax. Would you like some warm beer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so skunk beer? Yeah, all right. She got it out no. of the car she repossessed, and it's been sitting around. And he's like, I don't like beer. It's funny because this would never happen. Well, go, 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 go. Many things in movies we see, right, are not believable. You know, the situation just wouldn't happen in real life. Those are the bad movies. He would have. Yeah. Well, maybe it happened, but. Now, this director did episodes yeah. of uh, MASH, Ironside, Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock, Date, Andy Griffith. Happy Days, Starsky and Hutch, Chips, Courtship of Eddie's Father, Five-O. Wow. He did a lot more, but those are the ones I think you would recognize. Yeah. I think I've seen every single episode. Of, I mean, every uh, every show mentioned. Yes. Now, in World War II, he served in the Air Force as a film technician, and after the war, he began working for MGM, directing films. Nice. So he was under contract. Yes, he was. It was studio. Oh, studio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's old school. I wonder why they made this. So they, they made this movie because it's a vanity piece, or they, they had a production house, and they had to spend some money, and they made their, they produced this movie. Well, I don't know what you mean he by He wrote it, and they produced Peace. Well, I mean, there was a script already existing. He, he, he needed a film to produce and star. Yeah. Well, so he, he, well, he wrote, rewrote it. He, yeah, he turned it into a script, right? Now, which look, which is a vehicle for him. He's not gonna. Well, I guess so. It was more like a vehicle for their production company, not for him as a star. It was like a husband and wife team. I'm telling you, I read two interviews, and they're they were very much in love, or maybe they were putting it on for the interviewer. Um, and no, they, but he's uh, he's a. I mean. I, yeah, I, I'm not trying to disparage the guy. I, I think he's great, you know, but it's just, uh, 
it was, a, I guess he was trying to do a buddy, but you know, a leading role film or a ensemble film. And uh, it does sort of touch on, you know, him being 16 on his own as a squatter. Maybe it was near and dear to right. heart, I guess. Now she is upset because he loves and respects her. He doesn't say that he loves her. And he's not going to sleep with the 16-year-old girl. Uh, it might be that he just yeah. got laid at the cat house. But she is now <laughs> – she, she is angry that she's been rejected. She's like, get out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. And you think the director's cut, he actually did sleep with a prostitute at the cat house? <laughs> Why do we have to shoot this, husband? Trust me, it's a, an artistic vision I want to do. It's a, yeah. Right, Don? Uh, leave me out of this, man. Yeah, it's a pornographic issue that uh, I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big... Uh, he's gone, right? Left his suit. He left, and he's off to... We're going to have a cameo now. He's basically... See, he takes the... Oh, good. Repos. Right. Is it Bill Murray that in the cameo? No, it's Lyle oh, Kuhner. Oh, man. Yeah, look at him. He looks good. Right. Now, he was on TV in 1978. Yeah, this is, that's right. He was all over the television. Okay, so what's happening here is he's giving his sad story, his woes, right? But, the, but her name is Larry, right? But when she, he's using a gun, oh, right. he's not what Lyle Wagner's not phased at all. <laughs> kind of relationship with Larry. So Lyle loves Larry. <laughs> but the thing is he doesn't go, Are you talking about a dude? I mean it's seventy eight, you know how. Right. Like just last, you don't, you don't think Lyle's getting this? Just last episode, we saw a movie, right, in which guys were getting pissed off because they were being accused of being gay. So you would think that Lyle oh, would yeah. be like, hold it, buddy. That was the movie Good Morning Vietnam we watched last week. <laughs> it was no. <laughs> Right, yeah, 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 right. That was the joke in there. Uh, people three. How many different colors? This is his other turtleneck. It's white. He had a black turtleneck and now a white turtleneck. <laughs> and he's drinking and there's no stain on his uh, well, turtleneck. That is classic. Uh, business, not businessman. That implies like an entrepreneur. He was a successful right. office guy, you know, working for the same company, you know. And so now. We find out he think he didn't know it, but he's in a gay bar. He didn't know that when he walked in and saw Lyle Wagner. That's right. He's looking around. Oh, it's the nineteen seventies gay. <laughs> so now he's he would have just creeped out, and he's making his exit. Right. He was drinking there for like an hour until he started the conversation. Thanks for the advice. 
So now, what does he do? He goes to the opposite of a gay bar. He goes to a, a bar with lots of women who are prostitutes. Oh, yeah. The office. In, in Los Angeles, Jersey. Joan Collins. Now, this guy, the bartender, I know his face. My research couldn't come up with his name. He's not in the cast, but I, he's been in a million things. Andy Richter. <laughs> yeah, right, from... Uh, oh. Conan. So Joan Collins overhear him saying, I like blondes. So she quickly gets on a blonde wig. And then he's going to be like, you're <laughs> over 21, right? She goes, I'm 31. Right. Blonde, darling. There she is, a blonde. Oh, that, that's your Joan Collins? That's awesome. That's Gloria, who they've been cheating, uh, although she doesn't, he doesn't know it. Right, he just happened to watch. He was—he didn't even know he was in a gay bar for an hour, having a nursing a drink. I think he's just a drunk. That's the reason why he hangs out with sixteen-year-olds. Okay, so it's the morning after, and now he and Joan Collins to go. totally in a relationship. Good morning, <laughs> Jackie Collins. I mean, Joan Collins. I didn't recognize oh. your new wig. What a horrible hairstyle. Hey. Oh, no, that was her trademark hair, wasn't it? Like, she had always had hair like that. Mike, she's been wearing diff – we just saw a shot of all her wigs. She wears different hair every day. Right, right. And I'm saying now that she has her natural hair on screen – it's always like curly like that. That's not – no, no. Joan Collins did not have curly hair like that. That's Donna Summer you're thinking. Wait, we could – yeah, Donna Summer here. I'm wigging you out. Ah, you're wigging me out. It is Donna Summer. With her yeah. curl. So she's so in love with him. Is it? The key. This is yeah. your house now. She's off work, and she's like, you know, stay here. And she's even giving him money. It kind of is not believable. And well, it's the same woman that the 16-year-old was trying to uh, avenge, right? Weird. Uh, I wouldn't say avenge. She's three people. She was trying to repo her well, car. She's desperately seeking Joan. Landlady. Uh-oh. Right, it's like you owe four months rent. I promise to pay it back. That would you be out of the street? That's the worst part. Like it's not like oh, it's always two months rent in the movie. It's always like, hey, oh yeah, hi, I was gonna go see you. You owe two months rent. Oh yeah, well I can explain. Exactly, and she's saying there's a man upstairs who will pay for everything. Uh. This looks like Paul Brumbaugh. He's hung over. <laughs> right, Paul? Pants are upside down. You're sleeping upside down. Oh, what's up? Some orange juice. Look at Paul's physique. Oh, you guys. He's got a good barrel roll going. <laughs> brum, bum, brum, bum, 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 Yes. <laughs> there he is. Hey! You were on mute, man. I I all I, I came in just in time to see Joan Collins in bed. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the best part. You caught that with a wig, but I don't believe him. So, oh, that was that was a pretty dark wig. That was pretty nasty. Yeah. So he picks up Larry, and she's still right. pissed. You know, they're gonna do more repo and stuff. And he's like, "Fine, I'm moving out." And she goes, "Well, that's probably for the best." And they're having their. I mean, you know, she was in that's love. Cute. She got rejected. She's hurt. Right. Now she's mad at the perfume smell. Joan Collins' perfume is all over her him. It's Gloria. Gloria. Yeah. It's Gloria. Gloria. <laughs> What's that smell? You smell like Gloria. Gloria. <laughs> it's a, and plus it's open. They must be screaming at each other. No seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah. Don't back up. You'll hit the screen. I'm the guy from Christmas Story, I tell ya. <laughs> he was in other stuff. He's a night stalker to me. Yeah. Yeah, he was in other stuff, a... including a lot of movies we never saw from his own production company. I mean, that's really the truth. Yeah. He was in Airport 77. He also did Disney oh. films. Did he? Yeah. You talking about our, Would he be our on... main character? Yeah, Darren McGavin. Yeah. Yeah. He did Disney films. He was like the um I wanna say he's the principal of the high school that there's like two or three Disney films with Kurt Russell. Right. And one of them he like he eats something and he becomes like super strong. Like oh. I forget, like so the boy a... with I forget what the like the oh the teenager with with tennis shoes or something like that. Yeah, what is okay. it called? The computer, the computer that wore tennis shoes. And that's there you go. Plus. Isn't he yeah. like the principal? I don't know. I I I you know it's like we're saying, it's a trashy film, and I don't know if I want to waste time watching a trashy film, even though it's available on on Disney Plus. Oh, watch that's it. a great film. It doesn't hold up anymore, but... Is it better than Superdad? <clears throat> Nothing's better than Superdad. Okay, so what we're seeing here is um, the boss of the repo has taken them all to this used car lot where every single car is getting repoed and we're having pretend hilarity as they're they're they can't get out of the lot because everybody wants to get out right. first. They're all like stuntmen just fucking around. And she's directing them all. <laughs> it's supposed to be very it's a good haul. And they're playing that stupid music, of course. Yeah, right. These are like the only working repo men. So this is like a drive-in movie, right? 1978, you go to a drive-in movie and watch like... Because back then there were a lot of car crash movies, whether it was Smokey and the Bandits or, uh, uh, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, other films. Gone with 60 Seconds, that was around that time. 
the original. Now, hatchbacks were very, very new. Um, and that's what uh, McGavin's in, a hatchback. So a hatchback is like convertible where the hatch goes back? I don't know. I never even heard of it. You, you never heard person. of a hatchback car? Um, yeah, was, I've heard of yeah. It was sort of like the front of the car is regular and the back is like an extended trunk kind of thing. You open it up and there it is. There's one in the front there. That's the one he was driving. It has like a trunk. So Paul Brahma's one of Paul's brothers is in there when they're going out there driving. Uh huh. He had mentioned that. Uh, all right. Well, they destroyed a shack. Yeah, let's go to Johnny Rocket. Let's go back. Welcome to Johnny Rocket. The Jaws mother. Hey, uh, lady, uh, does Fonzie eat here? Uh, he did twenty years ago. I'll have an ice cream. We're having a, a double malted. They all rapid yeah. fire their orders. And you would expect her to be confused, but she gets it all. Right. Does he talk in waitress talk? Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's a shark coming to the ocean. Yeah, he got pay up. Lady, no smoking. Oh, she's saying my boyfriend will pay for this. She's doing sniffy talk. Now, here come those thug bad guys. Now, you know they're after our heroes, but for some reason, all the repo men know what's going on and freak out. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense with the plan. He's shooting at them. He wants to kill them. It doesn't make That's sense. Crazy. I guess they're going to have to close now. They were never closed, never reopened. Yeah, that's I would think it was crazy when people shoot like that. Well, in the 70s, I guess they had guns. Oh, it's more TV, like, violence. A TV comedy. Now we're going to have a what? lot of kitchen hilarity. Like the guy who dumped the food on his face? Yeah. To cover his head. He's going to slip on the tomato sauce. You'll see. You think this is his wife's uh, their restaurant as well? What? He shot the flower. You think he was like promoting his restaurant as well? <laughs> like, if you enjoy this movie, check out, check out the kitchen of Mike's restaurant. Christmas story dataria. <laughs> Christmas story is yet to come. Whoa! Slipping and sliding, eh? Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Now, he was just all over her butt. Did you see it? Yeah, I know. That was that was the that only was take, I guess, his wife was in the Very chair. offensive. Wow, they're making pizza. Hey, remind me not to order pizza from this place. Why is oh. there a new print on my pie? <laughs> It's a deep dish. It's starting to notice. A distraction, and they can get away. Egg in the face. Egg in the face. Good shot. 
why is there a footprint on my pie? Oh, we didn't expect you to flip it over. <laughs> Sir, you don't <laughs> eat pizza that way. You know, in, in California, Carl, they don't fold their pizza when they eat it. Why? They use a fork and knife? No, they just eat it, like, straight up. Like, uh -huh. they just chomp it down. They, they don't uh, fold it and let the grease go down. That's interesting. Uh, like, don't uh, – I would just think that would be a natural way to – okay. Eat me there? Uh, they flipped around there, too. This is like a sexual thing, splash, where you have sex with food. They went to a splash orgy. Okay, so now he's going to sit his butt in that repo car, which is all messy, messy. Right, and it smells like Gloria, too. Whoa, clarity! Like, and that's how I got on. <laughs> all right, and take three. Uh, doctor, I need a prescription of Oxycontin, and I flipped on set again. Don Felber. Concert. Now look, she oh, oh. has decided to wear a dress, and it's all a ploy to look like, you know, like, this is what he'll grandmother. <laughs> I could feed you some prune, honey. Oh, that sounds great. Wait a minute. And she says, where did you learn to fight like that? And he goes, oh, watching Kung Fu on TV. That's another 70s reference. He didn't use Kung Fu. He just punched yeah, the guy. He recognizes the dress. Like, what are you doing? What are you up to? Right. And then he decides not to address it. Well, he did come back. No, he's packing. Like, I'd be like, let's get it stuck. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The most awkward episode of Odd Couple. Felix, why do you have to move out? I just don't feel comfortable anymore, Oscar. Wow. That's a giant bag. Yeah, that's right. What's and bag it's one of the things he just grabbed a couple things when he was kicked out of the house, including one that is like his old junky stuff when he was a kid. Right. Boy Scout pocket knife. Wow. Can I get a so weird, can I, that... I'm sorry. Could I get a time check? It's uh, 10 oh, yeah. over here. <laughs> Funny. Really? What a waste of a Friday. Uh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. 